1: Presented by Twisted T. Hey, let's get ready to get out of here, man. I appreciate you. We got the uh petty train coming up in a few seconds. But I want to get your thoughts on the big matchups this weekend, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! It's a whole bunch of trash talking coming from uh the show me state.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They feel like this is their opportunity. Mm-hmm. To show, hey, we almost had them last year at our place. We're coming in between the hedges. Missouri, Luther Burton, who I love. Yeah. Yeah. They take on the Georgia Bulldogs. I told Malik, I said, you know, greatness, you know what greatness is? Greatness is when questions pop up, you find the answer. Yeah. And without Brock Bowers last week against Florida, it seemed like when everybody was talking, Georgia found a whole bunch of answers. Oh, absolutely. How You see this one playing out.
3: You know, this is a coach drink stand account. I love Eli Drinkwitz. I yeah. think that that's a bad man. If you ever see a fan edit of Eli Drinkwitz, I made it.
1: It's me. I love his, I love his press conferences. I'm, I'm going to honest.
3: He's a great guy. He yeah. For those of you who don't know, he used to be the offensive coordinator at NC State. I've chatted with him multiple times, chopped, built and talk shop, all that. Phenomenal human being. Outside of football, just a phenomenal human being. With that being said, phenomenal human being ain't going to get it done on this one. Okay? All right. Now. I'm not sure if Georgia is going to cover the spread if it's something crazy. I think that Coach Drink is going to inspire those boys to keep it close. But Georgia has reached that boogeyman status to where the, the best thing we can do is they kind of bore us with how great they are at times. Mm. And we're like, oh, they don't look great. They look human. They're only winning by 21 and 14 this year. And then they're like, oh, okay. Y'all are saying that we're not good? Great. We're going to spank that baby, put them to sleep. We're going to burp him, go on by our way. And now we're going to move on to the next one. And I think that that's the level that this Georgia team is at. I think Mizzou can keep it close. I think they can keep it interesting. I don't think they pull out the win.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
3: But I would love to see Coach Drake having a
1: parade inside this city. I would love to see it. I see. I agree with you, and the reason I agree with you is because Coach Drink ticked me off. Because mm-hmm. I thought, man, I thought I was going to be able to put up some emojis. I was getting gyps ready, and then he let Brian Kelly sneak away with one. Well, I was laughing right. in the first half. Right. I was like, "Because you know, I love to see Brian Kelly suck." Oh, who love doesn't? It. Who doesn't love, love Brian Kelly suffer? Who doesn't love and it? And Drink had them in the first half, and I was like, oh, this is going good. Then they started letting Jay Daniels and neighbors and them get loose. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they let him steal one and sneak out of Columbia. Absolutely. But then they came back and I saw Kentucky go up on them big early. But then I saw the response and I was like, you know what? That's a mentally tough team. So this Missouri, this Missouri team might be a little bit different this year. But I, I'm with you, man. Going in between them hedges, it's axe, hand, hook in that Tennessee squad that couldn't be stopped. Yeah. Like it's just something about Kirby. like, And that program, like you said, man, it's almost like they are becoming, like we asked the question, like can anybody do? What Bama did. And then we thought Clemson might be on that road. Yeah. And then here comes Kirby. And I know it's like early on, but it's like, yo, this is eerily similar. Yeah, for sure. To the to the beginning of Saban's run. This is eerily similar, man. It's like like you said, you get bored, you almost become disrespectful. Yep. You know, you uh, you start predicting, like, you know, people are predicting, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bullen on yeah. ESPN, like, Florida's going to win. Like, man, are you, what are you, Florida's going to do, what? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, every time this team gets challenged,
3: mm-hmm.
1: especially in the media, and mm-hmm. people say, yo, man, this is it, man. They're on upset alert. Yeah, They find a way to respond big. Like they leave, like Coach Boone, like uh, not Coach Boone, but um, uh, 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 Coach uh, the other coach from Remember the Titans, when he was like, leave no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I almost like Kirby's yeah. like, yo, leave no yep. doubt. Yep. yep, yep,
3: he has to go goals. out
1: here and leave no doubt. Yep. That's why I laughed at Dan Mullen. I mean, Dan Lanning when he was did what he did to Dion. I'm like, bro. Georgia just spent you by fifty in a Georgia Dome a year ago. Like, relax. But like, it's,
3: it's it's you know what that is. You know when the intimidator cannot intimidate, what happens? They become intimidated. He mm-hmm. knew that that team was gonna. At the end of the day, I came into this season, and again, Dion is a prime example of what of many things that we've talked about in this podcast earlier. Where. People jump to one side or the other where it's like, oh, he's going to be the greatest thing in the world. They're going to go undefeated this year. Or, oh, that's a bad team that he took over. They're going to be bad this year. They're not going to win a game. I said, their ceiling is at about six games. They've got some good players. They've got some really, really good pieces. They've got some good foundational pieces. But at the end of the day, your house ain't just three low-bearing walls, and that's it. Like, you need more than that to make a complete furnished home. You need the drapes. You need the couch. You need the TV. You need all the things to make a fully furnished home. He doesn't have those yet. But he's got enough for you to have a roof over your head, per se. You know what I mean? So I thought they'd get to six, and I'm like, yeah, I, I still stand by that. Now they're exactly four and four. They're right on that road to six.
1: I'm gonna come out on a limb because I don't know if you saw the post game of the cow game last week. Mm-hmm. But someone asked Caleb Williams, "How would you describe your recent struggles?" Yeah. And Caleb Williams made a face, and he said, "Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I had one bad game." He said, no, the Dame got me." He was very, he was very honest. He was like, "They got," me. but yeah. he was like, "I've been throwing for three hundred, running for touchdowns, not turning the ball over." Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it got real quiet in the room. And I realized, like, every, you know, Notre Dame has that effect on people. Like, they, the way they beat Clemson, you talked about Clemson didn't recover. The way they beat USC, a lot of people were pretty much just automatically out on USC. Mm-hmm. And then they lose a close game to Utah, where Utah kicks the game with a field goal. And I looked at the standings, and USC is in second place with one loss in the conference. With a struggling Michael Penix and Washington team coming to the Coliseum. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, like after all of that, USC is one big win at home. Yeah. From pretty much controlling their own destiny and and pretty much saying, Hey, it's us in Oregon when we face each other.
3: Yeah. And, and what did, uh, what did, you know, I'm looking at that USC team and and I'm saying to myself, they could potentially have themselves a Thanos moment on their hands coming up here where they, Mm -hmm. you know, Everybody did everything they could. Everybody threw everything they could at them and said that they was terrible and all that. And After they can look at this, this. All this for a drop of blood. Where did it bring you? For a drop of blood. Right back right, here to back me. To, right back and here to me. And that's the reality of what we could be looking at here, right? We're looking at these, all of these teams and talking about how good they are, or what they are, or not. I mean, you know, it wasn't just that they lost to uh, Notre Dame. It was how they lost to Notre Dame. And, and so going beyond that, you know, USC has an opportunity in front of it. If they run the table, nobody's going to remember the two losses for the most part. Like, nobody's going to remember, oh, my God, Caleb Williams played so poorly in the Utah game or he played so poorly in this game. And even in those games, even in those games now, Notre Dame, absolutely. Your offense putting up 20 points in today's college football, unacceptable. Against Utah, if you put up 30 points against Utah's defense, um, your defense ought to be all right to hold a – a uh, who is their starting quarterback? He's been hurt all year. I can't remember the young man's name right now. But Cam rising. Cam list offense. If you can if you can't hold a Cam rising list offense to under 30, that's on you, player. That's yeah. on you. So I don't know what dirt that defensive coordinator got on him, but you know.
1: <laughs> Alex Grinch.
3: I don't know. Alex Grinch got the he know, you know, everybody jokes about where the bodies are buried. He
1: literally knows. He knows.
3: And he puts a note up on his on Lincoln's. And those every might be day. bodies
1: that are back in Norman. That oh, might go back to the Oklahoma day.
3: They are literal bodies in Norman somewhere mm-hmm. that he puts up the the uh, the geolocation too. He puts up the exact yeah,
1: coordinates. Or, or he's the alibi for for Lincoln when yep.
3: he did. yep. The, you know the, it's
1: something. It's something crazy.
3: It's got to be something because you know he just he's blown it plenty of times for uh, Oklahoma, and now he's doing it for USC. But he he keep a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh? I love to have a job like that. You just kind of show up and, you know, regardless of how bad your performance outcome, is.
1: Still ain't, no, just...
3: ain't no KPI, ain't no OKR. You don't gotta do nothing. You just collect the check, brother. Just exist and collect the check. I got you.
1: Another big matchup this week. I believe uh we talked about Clemson Notre Dame. Oh, did you say you didn't uh break the game down? Who you think oh, I said that on that one. I said Notre Dame. By no, no, no. I meant uh, USC Washington. Oh, USC Washington. I think yeah, Penix.
3: Yeah. I think Penix is is he's got it. I think that, that that Washington team is special. You know, I'm on the Lucky Lefty podcast, so I got to go with the lefty. Penix <laughs> is different. He is special. That is a it's an offense a lot like Tennessee's, and that they love the deep ball. They don't they don't try to like oh we're gonna love you to sleep and set you yeah. up and then hit the deep. No, Roman Dugby is going over your bean top right now. That offense wants to go over the top of you right now. You've got to stop it immediately. I think that they get it done. I just don't think that USC has the defense to do it, but I think that they can't keep up on the scoreboard.
1: Texas AM. and Man, Jimbo has to be under a lot of pressure. He faces Ole Miss trying to uh, save his job, man.
3: Mm-hmm. You yeah, he's coaching, for,
1: against Ole Miss?
3: he's coaching for his life. And um, i say his life is done for here. Uh, Ole Miss gets this win in a close one. Texas a and hadn't beaten anybody that makes me sit at their special all year. Um, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, I mean, although they kind of fall into that category as well a little bit, they've at least yeah. been really competitive against their games, against really good teams.
1: So I got Ole Miss taking this one. Whew, prime time. The first Saturday in November. If you don't know any other matchup, You know these two teams are facing off, Alabama and LSU. Alabama looking for revenge at home with an LSU offense that's coming in smoking hot. Yeah. Can the Crimson Tide, with their edge rushers, give Jaden Daniels problems and slow them down?
3: Not really. They can contain them, but they're not going to stop them. And here's what I think happens. You know, Dallas and company, they give them problems. They slow them down enough. And Money Milro and this offense kind of figure it out. And they control the ball with that running game that they got. You know, Brian Kelly has never been a, oh, it's my fault guy. And I don't expect him to change that after this game. Um, I think that he's in a situation where it's it's coming out more and more now that, like, players just don't like playing for the guy. They don't, you know, he's not a guy that's, like, beloved by any means by the old coaches on the staff or anything like that. As a matter of fact, you've heard people talk about, hey, this is a coach that um, I don't want to be anything like when I have my own program. So with all that in mind, I think that uh, LSU is just, you know, I'm not going to say they're a rudderless ship because the rudder is uh, that is Daniels and he he keeps them pointing in the right direction. I just don't think that they can get there uh, with Brian Kelly as their head coach. I
1: think Daniels is the perfect example. And really, you can go all the way back to Joe Burrow. If you're going to go to the quarterback via the portal, that dude is more than likely going to be better in year two, than he will be in year one. Absolutely. Right?
3: Absolutely. They get more comfortable with the system. They get more mm -hmm. reps with the guys. They see the defenses. They see all the things in the conference. Because nine times out of ten, you're transferring out of conference. So, you're seeing defenses that you never saw before and all that. Yeah.
2: Keep it twisted.
1: Absolutely. I think Puss and Carb would be better next year for Purdue. Yep. Quinn Ewers has been better for Texas, even though he can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yo, shout out to Malik Murphy and the matchup they have. I think Malik Murphy made the best business decision because as soon as Arch comes in. Everybody was like, "Well, Malik Murphy's gone," and Malik Murphy's like, "I'm not leaving Sark." Yeah, if I'm gonna trust my development to somebody, yeah. it's gonna be Sark. Like, who well, else am I going to? Who am I transferring to?
3: If Lincoln Riley ain't on the table, I'd put Sark right, Sark right there behind him. I put That's Sark, it. If, if you're talking quarterback development, Lincoln is the, the he's the uh, quarterback guru supreme. But everybody else of of the rest of the group, Sark is definitely one of those ones that you got to be on the lookout for.
1: And that's it. So, even though Caleb might be gone next year, Malachi Nelson is right there on the roster. And I'm like, you know, people are like, well, he's not as good as Caleb. And dude, that's Lincoln. And, and also,
3: you got to understand that Lincoln doesn't fit square pegs in the round holes. He figures out what you're mm-hmm. good at, and he works mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. He made Jalen Hurts look like an entirely different player than what we saw. Totally, totally a different player. He worked within what is Jalen actually good at? Not what do I think he's good at? Not what did the scout say he's good at? What is he actually good at?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's figure out ways to exploit defenses while also doing what he's good at. And that's how they yeah. won run games.
1: Ken Gibbs, he's the best, man. Co-host, <laughs> locked on ACC, locked on Wolfpack. Matter of fact, this dude does everything. He just doesn't do football over there. This <laughs> dude is about hoops. he's from Detroit. So you already know. No.
3: Hey, listen, I'm from Hockey Town now. You know, I can talk some hockey too. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, Jameson Williams. You
1: know, we got the best sweater in the whole NHL. What are you hey, talking watch about? Watch out, man. Ain't
3: nothing as clean as that clean red. You know, they
1: might have changed. Hey. Conferences and divisions and everything, but that rivalry is still real now. Oh, we listen, let y'all listen. borrow Chris Chelios to get in a Stanley Cup. I mean, Borrow, yeah, borrow, we yeah. took him to the next level. We took him to the next level. Listen, y'all, wait listen. a minute. Y'all took well, yeah, you did give him a chance to win. I was just gonna say, we took him yeah, to the yeah, next yeah, level yeah, dog, yeah, yeah, know,
3: yeah. and he got a restaurant out in Dearborn, not too far from my house. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, I've been to Chelly spot a couple of times. Chris oh, you the one guy.
1: I haven't been to I have, the one in Chicago that's mm. right across from the United right down the street from the United Center. If you haven't been, it's absolutely amazing.
3: Mm, the one I went to uh, that was right outside the was amazing as well. It was amazing. Okay. So Yeah, okay. it, was, it was good stuff. It was good. I got to go somewhere in Chicago. Now. I got to so go. All there.
1: I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you know, y'all kind of ran away from us once mm-hmm. uh, Kane and Taze showed up. That's all I'm saying. Y'all wanted to get out of the division and everything. Hey, listen, we did what we had to do,
3: okay? Y'all went on that little championship run. We said, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute now. We're in rebuilding mode, okay? We are with 20-something years. Let me tell you something. I started off my life as a Red Wings fan, Okay. And up until I darn near graduated from college, there was never one time they missed the playoffs. The Senate people were saying, Oh, the San Antonio Spurs got a great streak going. And I said, Well, I know of another playoff streak, something similar, something similar. You know what I mean? So we we were doing the thing over there in Joe Louis Arena. But, you know, now we'd have switched over to the LCA and them boys still balling.
1: They still getting it done. Let me tell you how honest my pops is or was with me. I couldn't stand y'all with the octopus i couldn't mm-hmm. under, i couldn't stand you
3: yeah
1: i'm like man these dudes are stupid they go buy octopus before the game throw it on the ice and my father said well if they're confident that somebody's gonna get a hat trick yeah yeah and i said man come on he said hey son i'm just telling you they must be pretty good now people are paying good money because they expect to throw that octopus on the ice. Because somebody's going to show up and put three in the net. And I let, said, Well, you're you right. Let me tell you something
3: between the Demolition Man, the Magic Man, Henrik Zetterberg, we had them all, baby. We had them all. We had some bad boys. We had some bad boy, and you know what? The good times are coming back with Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, and company. We got yeah, some yeah, guys on the squad yeah, now, yeah. and we're gonna get it right. All we needed was a little bit of help behind the net. We need a little bit of help minding that net, and I think we got. I think we got. I think we got something figured out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just saying we we may have had our point streak to open the season broken, but damn it, we wanted the best out. We wanted the best out right now. That young team, the guys are playing is working, baby. They are.
1: They Shout out to guys. Shout out Absolutely. to Isaac, he's doing a good job. Absolutely. He came from Florida, right? He started out as executive so. in Florida, yeah, and came back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. Once again, I got Ken, man, he's about to tap into basketball season. Absolutely, Absolutely. ACC hoops, North hey, Carolina listen. State. I I gotta head out.
3: It has yeah. been an absolute blast chatting with you. It's been a blast being so, on Lucky Lefty Pod. But you already know how we
1: coming, man. Anytime you need me on, anytime, hey, whenever I'm y'all ready to start people, that
3: lifestyle pod, I, I got. I don't know.
1: I don't know what we're going to do, but we yeah. got to make sure we. Frosted the T's, Doctor I's, check the contracts, and 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 yo, absolutely, it's coming. You better absolutely. believe it.
3: Absolutely. Hey, listen, you know my number, you got my yes, information, sir. man. I and I you know I come running every time you I see your name on that uh yes, sir. contact. So hey, it's been great. I we talked to Ken the Lucky Gibbs. Lefty crowd.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate you, bro. Up here. Notre Dame fans, once again, Ken Gibbs right here, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFV Nation, presented by Twisted youtube subscribe thumbs up smash it hit the notification bell don't forget also check in with us each and every day at 11 a.m we spend it different if you miss the great Corey minor yesterday go check it out man if you want to hear a conversation and if you thought you knew the importance of one Lou Holt to the Notre Dame program and his football players. I challenge you to watch the Corey Miner conversation we had with Corey Miner on yesterday. It will change your perspective or increase your perspective on Lou Holt and his time at Notre Dame. Bless yourself and check that out. All right. Tomorrow is our prediction show Malik's Three Keys, amongst other things. I'm not sure. I have to check with Malik and get his travel schedule because he might be leaving tonight or he might be leaving tomorrow morning. So we might have to push things back to the afternoon or the evening. We'll let you know via the Twitter page and, uh, a YouTube page as well. You know what time it is.
0: petticoat.
2: It's time to get petty.
3: Oh, we did a good job executing.
2: are you upset with something? And fire up the petticoat Junction train.
3: I just don't like you. You don't? No.
2: What is today's Petty story? Petty Junction.
1: Petty Junction. Petty Junction. Petty of the Day brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. want to talk about this blue face Matthew Stafford wife situation I know I'm late to the party on this Um, this happened before at the United Center last year where you had an entertainment artist bringing exotic dancers to private suites now at a professional event now I have to people have the right especially if they pay for a PSL to invite and bring whomever they wanna bring. And anything besides that is shame, in my opinion. But the activities that take part with young children in the building, I'm wholeheartedly on the side of Matthew Stafford's wife. And Blueface, And other entertainers, man. That think that stuff is cool and in my opinion, you kind of look like a clown. That's just my opinion. And, And like when it was brought to my attention, I was like, yo, I have to put this dude. I mean, I could've put Blueface on a petty train multiple times throughout this year. But yeah, man, I understand people feel like, man, when they spend that money, you know, they feel like they should have the right to do whatever they want to do. This is America. But at some point, you should be able to show your maturity in your wealth being used. That's just not the way. That's just not. So just be better, man. Just be better. Let's be better, man. You guys can very much enjoy the game, danced a little bit, but to take it to the extent that you took it to, the ambiance, the music is great. I haven't heard one bad thing about anybody who's attended a football game at SoFi, whether it be NFL or college. So, Blueface, I got to put you on the petty train, man. LL, everybody that tried to stick around. I think IB got going. Great show, great breakdown. Clemson, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman situation. Uh, Food service and restaurants. We gave culture. We gave everything. But I got 10 kids. Malik jumped on once he was done with his pre-production. And then he had to go handle some things with his sons. So, as I said before, Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. We give you everything right here Notre Dame, majority, college football, sports, culture. That's what we're here for, to entertain. For a left, our special guest, Kim Gibbs, today. Lock in with us, man. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another edition of the Lucky Lefty
2: Podcast.